Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to talk about the cultural issues that are going on with the immigration and show people about that. And then I'm also going to show you how structurally the entire so-called constitutional system in the country has been so fundamentally changed over time that it's really unrecognizable and can never work, if it ever could have worked. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell them the truth. The truth is, I was a constitutional conservative for years. Believed all that stupid crap they spew about the freedom and the liberty, the fantastic document, the miracle of the founders and all this stupid crap. I believed all of it. And then about 25 years ago, I got the internet. And in fairly short order, I figured out it's a complete scam. It's a total scam. And when I figured that out, I became a self-certified master practitioner. (laughs) And I recently gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for all these great podcasts, too, for telling people the truth which a lot of people just can't face. All right, enough fool around my fake awards. Let's go ahead and get this show going. So I want to make a show about our culture and the lack of it and the fantastic deception that's going on because it's just getting so bad now. This whole diversity, inclusion, insanity has just wrecked this place. And of course, it all started with the 1968 or 69 Immigration Reform Act pushed by Kennedy, who promised that it would not change the demographic makeup of the United States. And of course it has. Oh, you're racist. You're racist. It's not about that. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with culture. And the people who are coming here don't have our culture. That's all. And they don't have anything in common with us. And I want to show people that all the stuff they try to pretend we could have in common, would have in common, should have, our fake history, how completely and totally screwed up it is now, totally different, has absolutely nothing to do with when the country was formed. Just all of that stuff is utter nonsense. Anybody can look around and see that nothing that they claim will happen, should happen, if diversity, in fact, is our strength, is happening. If diversity was, in fact, our strength, as they define diversity then you would see a tremendous upswing in the country would be getting better and better all the time at a very fast pace now. Instead, you're seeing the exact opposite and always have. So as usual, the evidence is simply ignored that's in front of people's faces because it's the 179 Club. It's no different than happened with the pandemic, the fake pandemic, where they claimed that people who weren't actually sick, they had no symptoms at all, they were sick. And they were the ones spreading this thing that nobody had. It went on for on for months and months and months and months and months. I mean, I made that whole show about how my friends, neighbors, dogs, cousins, yard man had COVID because it was always this made up thing that I didn't know anyone had COVID. Uh, didn't even know people who were sick for months and months and months and months and months when they were telling me how I was completely overwhelmed. It's the same kind of thing with diversity that they are telling us that it's our strength and it made our country great and all this other stuff. None of that's true. See, not one part of that's true. And it struck me because I was thinking, I was walking around in a store, some kind of grocery store, and I looked over and I saw uh, two couples coming in. Of course, they're like Indian or Paki or something like that because the place is just packed with them now because there's a university near. It's just all Indians, Pakis, and uh, Chinese people. 
everywhere, Koreans in my area now. It's just ridiculous. They have nothing in common with me, but I see them walking in. It's a typical early 20s kind of couple. Uh, really, really soft, soy kind of weak dudes and kind of uh, gross chicks. I, I don't even understand how these couples get together. I don't even want to think about it. It's disgusting. But that's beside the point. What I noticed was that the guys were walking ahead of the two girls and the guys were holding hands. <laughs> I was like, what? Kind of weird virtue signaling attempt to try to show your betaness to your girl is this. I don't even understand. And no, it was not a gay couple and a lesbian couple because I saw them later in the store. And so I was just thinking, when I was that age, which is a long time ago now, admittedly, there was nothing like that. I can remember in the late 80s, early 90s, when people used to make fun of the Iranian engineering students with the giant glasses who walked around wearing the sandals with the socks, black socks often, but they wore sandals and socks, uh, often with shorts. And everyone's like, what the hell? And those kind of guys used to dance together at clubs. You'd see them dancing together and, and everybody else would be like, what the hell kind of gay shit is this? Uh, but now it's just common. Now it's just common. You go to a club, it's just a bunch of fucking losers running around dancing with each other. Uh, the scene is nothing like it was. It's fine. Have your, have your club any way you want. I don't care. You know, hold hands, dance together. Go get a room. I don't care. My point has nothing to do with caring whether that they do it or not. It has to do with the fact that my culture is not recognizable to me. That's all. It's not recognizable for a thousand different reasons. Dudes just holding hands with their girlfriends there is just... (sighs) That's the kind of thing someone would have to bet you to punk you to do when I was growing up for the vast majority of my life. And most guys would be like, okay, well, what are you going to give me? Who's going to hold my hand? And like, you'd go in there drunk laughing at uh, watching people react while you tried to keep a straight face. Now, normal fucking behavior. Now, acceptable, reasonable. While they probably go get a pack of ramen fucking noodles to go eat. That's all those people eat. I see their cart. It's packed full of those noodle things. Those things have no nutrition. They're not real food. It's some kind of plastic. Anybody can go look it up. Those weird packaged noodles things, they're not real. It's not food, man. (laughs) Whatever. Just another thing these people do. Like I said, they're welcome to do it, but don't come here and pretend that you're making my country better by bringing this crazy shit in that makes no sense to me. See, believing in freedom, that's not a culture. Believing in the Constitution, that's not a culture. Capitalism, that's not a culture. See, that's not a culture. Years and years ago, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, when there wasn't this diversity shit and most people lived in smaller communities with people who looked like them, they grew up together, they all knew each other, they were all somewhat related to each other, they had their own cultures. And in fact, if you'd go, uh, you know, 100 miles away, you'd find very different cultures, sometimes just over the hill or just across the river. If it was difficult to get across, you'd have whole different types of people living whole different kinds of lives. You think they didn't like freedom? Everybody likes freedom. <laughs> Everybody likes freedom to the extent that you're a normal human being. This NPCs and everything now have been convinced that they don't want freedom, but that's fine. I'm not here to argue that. I'm saying there was freedom all over the place. And there was capitalism. You go over and trade with them. That's what these trading cities were all about. But the people all kind of lived in their own districts. 
You trade, and that was fine. You trade, that's capitalism. All right? <laughs> Consumerism is not a culture. It's not a culture. See, our culture, when this so-called country is formed, and we talk about how diverse it was and how immigrants have always been the heartbeat of this country and the backbone and made it great and all this other shit. For the vast majority of the history of this country, the immigrants all came from one very specific area, which is basically in Europe. Most of them, they originally came from Northern Europe. That's all. And then you got more from Southern Europe. And those people were seen as very different. And in fact, anywhere you go in the world, if you go in the heart of Africa and look in those jungles and stuff, you'll see these tribes all fighting each other allegedly uh, over race. Same thing in China. I can't even tell the difference between these people. It's not an insult. It's a fact. I'm not trained to see it. They've done study after study and show that the Asian people look at people and they distinguish them in different ways than uh, regular Anglo people like me because those differences don't appear. And so they have to go and look at this other stuff. They study, you know, for a Anglo person, tons of Asian people look way, way, way more similar. It's the same thing with any other race. It's more difficult to tell these other races. But my point is that the idea that you're going to get away from this, this natural human inclination to distinguish out people and to find the people you grew up with who look the most like you, act the most like you, have the most culture similar to you, that's what you're going to be comfortable with. And it doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what happens. You're still going to always find ways to divide people up. They're always going to do it. Left-handed, long hair, tall, short, smart. It doesn't make any difference. There's diversity within any group, in any group. The difference is that all they're defining it now is diversity is just this non-white thing. That's it. That's all it means. And it's just silly to pretend it's anything else. But our culture was European. It was a mix of Europeans, mostly from Northern European, England, the British Isles, uh, Prussia. Germany didn't even exist back then. You know, you had some people from France and things like that. But it was mostly English speaking people that came over here for a very long time. And then you got some different people. Even when the Irish showed up, there was huge amounts of prejudice against them. Now, today, the group they try to pretend was this massively diverse group of people immigrating here. Now they lump everybody in that group together as one big blob, call them white people. So there was no diversity at all. You can't have it both ways. You can't have tremendous diversity and immigration and so-called diversity being our strength for most of our country because it was based on immigrants. And then today, turn around and lump all those people into one category and call them white people and say there's no diversity unless you have others. Okay, well, then the country's not built on diversity and immigration that's diverse. See, people from Asia and India, they're very, very different culturally from us. In large parts of China and places, they boil cats and dogs alive and skin them. They do. There's plenty of videos on there. <laughs> Anybody can go see. They have a very different way of treating animals and different things in those countries. They have a different view of them because they have way more people and always have. They have a totally different history. They're way more compliant overall. They're just way more compliant. That's all. It's not an insult to them. It's a cultural historical fact. That's all. And the same thing with uh, places in Africa. Okay, that culture's just nothing like ours. It's not an insult. I don't understand. It's just a fact. It's a fact. That's the reality of it. It's, uh, it's so funny to me. You take these people who are thriving in their own culture, you pull them out, you force them into some kind of modern culture like we all have now, and nobody can function. Then you jam everybody together in this crazy system, and it doesn't work. Study after study shows it doesn't work. 
The more so-called diverse a place is, the less trust there is among the people. Of course it is. And now what do we have? We have this situation where they're just driving all these people in from India, China, all over Africa, all these Hispanics. Now the Hispanics, tons of them were from Spain. They came, man, we got along fine. Go to Texas, go to South Texas, you'll see. People who live together and have kind of a blended culture, they work fine together after a time. But you can still see differences, and there still are differences. But the cultures are closely enough related that it doesn't really clash. But when you bring the Asian in from China, they're just completely different kinds of people. They just are. It's just the bottom line. It's, I don't understand why it's not allowed to say that. That's true. The people from India, yeah, they're a lot like us in some ways, but they're very, very different in many other ways. Very, very different. Putting aside their food. And the culture is just very, very different. And the same thing from all the different parts in Africa. It's very, very different. The same way that if you try to go to those countries, you're not going to fit in. You're going to stand out like a sore thumb. What they do here is they just try to bring everybody in so that the white people shrink down and are nothing. That's all. They just shrink down and they're nothing. And in fact, I'm going to play a clip. I wasn't going to play a clip, but I'm going to play this clip that I saw from Joe Biden, which has everything to do with white people going away. So you can see that it's not just bullshit. It's not just the ravings of some right-wing racist. Okay, it's just simple fact. And this clip comes from C-SPAN. I saw it on Twitter. And I think he's probably the vice president at the time. He's still old, but he's not as old. And he's talking about what's going to happen in 2017. So listen to what he says, and you can judge for yourself whether or not what I'm saying is true. And even though Kennedy denied all the time that it would ever change the demographics, they swore up and down in order to get it passed because they're liars because nothing happens to them when they lie. And now listen to this. I would argue it's unlike any other large country in the world. So there's a second thing in that black box, an unrelenting stream of immigration. Ah. Nonstop. There you go. Nonstop. Ah. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent, Mm -hmm. for the first time in 2017, will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Bingo. Absolute minority. See, this is what they're driving towards, have been, lie about it all the time. Act like this is where the country always was, is built on the backbone, all this crap. It's not true. They know it's not true. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. Mm. That's not a bad thing. Ah. That's, a, that's a source of our strength. See? And so we have been, uh, we haven't always gotten it right. Okay. Of course, he hasn't gotten it right. They never get it right uh, as far as what they say. They get it right as far as their control because the entire system is about control. Is it working? Is it working? Are they getting more and more control? (laughs) Yeah, they're getting more and more control. So always the same. See, they're trying to drive white people out of this country. But they tell us that our great strength is that we're diverse and that we're a country of immigrants. But that's not really true. See? The emigrants they talked about in the past were all this very homogeneous group, very homogeneous. And now it's not. And the simple fact is these people from China and India, Africa, they just have cultures that are absolutely nothing like ours. Nothing like it. They may be great cultures. (laughs) Great. Great for them. I don't see them gushing white people into their countries. I don't. And the fact is that if you jam them all together and you try to force everybody to get along, it doesn't work. 
See, it doesn't work. Anybody can look around and see it doesn't work. And that that doesn't work means that the system starts to fall apart because the people are totally divided. Well, that's the entire point. Make sure that the people are so completely and totally divided up that have absolutely no way to ever come together and fight the people who are the problem at the top, these controllers. That's the entire purpose of all of it, is to make sure that the people can never come together. See, capitalism is not a culture. Loving the Constitution is not a culture. Consumerism, it's not a culture. See, we don't really actually have a culture here anymore. Everyone talks about faith and family and all this other stupid shit. Sure, people love their families all over, but they have completely and totally different customs and everything else. Just go over to somebody else's house for Christmas and see how different it is. Go over to somebody's house at Easter or anything else, birthdays. they got all these different traditions and stuff. They may be great, but people who are comfortable with what they grow up with. It's not that you might not be interested in it, but do you want to change all your Christmas over to their shit? No, you don't. You want to start celebrating all their strange holidays and customs? No, you don't. You don't. You're not going to. It's never going to happen. But they sell this fantasy about how America is this and was that and always is, and we're still continuing the tradition. We're not continuing the tradition. We've totally and completely broken from the tradition. And in fact, from what I can see, the demographics are such that it's already over, and they know it. That's why they're pushing so hard on COVID and everything else. They know that it cannot be resisted. And of course, they've taken this insanity, which is this a division of the people in the last 50, 60 years with this massive increase in uh, these immigrants that have absolutely nothing to do with our culture. It's not that they can't come here and be okay. It's fine. But too many numbers, it won't work. There's more than a billion people in India, more than a billion people in China. If we just took even 5% of those people, just 5% of 2 billion people, are you kidding me? What's going on? (laughs) 5%? That's 100 million people. Completely and totally unsustainable. Doesn't include all the people from Africa and everywhere else. You can't take another 50, 60, 70, 100 million people in. But that's what they're driving towards because they want to make sure it goes away. See? Very soon, we're going to have nothing. We already have no culture because everything's been uh, turned into this relativism. They took God out of the country, even though they love to push on God, love to talk about God and thank God and everything else in these political speeches as they work behind the scenes to get rid of it all. Religions have fought for centuries, forever. You can't shove all sorts of people in here. It's all freedom of religion and everything else. Take God out of it. Shove white people out and expect everything to work fine. It's not going to work, people. That's all. (laughs) You want to do it? Go do it. I don't care. The place will go away. To continue to pretend that the place will be here is not true. That's the deception. If people want to argue it's a bad place and needs to go away and white people don't have a right to exist, okay, then that's fine. Make that argument. Don't pretend and tell me that that's what America's about because it's not. It was a white country. That's all. Yeah, they brought slaves over. Was that right? No, it's not right. Of course it's not right. But they were here from the beginning. They were here from the beginning. So it's true that the the blacks and the whites, for the most part, stay relatively segregated. Even today, there's a lot of that. It's not racism. It's about culture. It's about culture. (laughs) That's all. If someone grows up with you, if you have a kid and you have an adopted kid who's a completely different race, he grows up with you, he's going to be just like you. He's going to be very comfortable in your culture. You're going to be comfortable with them. It's not about a physical attribute. It's not about that. But not only have they completely and totally destroyed the race 
balance in this country and are driving it with this Indian, Chinese, African immigration that will never, ever, ever assimilate. It never will. You've got huge amounts of Middle Easterners as well coming in and these extremist Muslims and things like that, that, you know, they want to blast that Muslim stuff five times a day or some crap. That's not part of this country. It's not okay. You know, that's an invasion into other people. Am I allowed to run around and play some horrible music loud as shit in a van? No, there's noise ordinances. Oh, protected freedom of religion. They couch everything in all these made-up terms. And because the system is one gigantic system that we supposedly have to wait for the Supreme Court to tell us, we're never going to be free like this. It's never going to be free. It's always going to be destroyed. And, of course, they've spent the last 50, 60 years creating the war between the sexes destroying the entire relationship of men and women so the family goes away. You add that in, and now what do you have? You have a bunch of people. Lots of them are not even uh, fertile anymore because of all the poisons. And then you make sure that getting married is an incredibly dangerous proposition by weaponizing the so-called family court system and allowing a no-fault divorce so that you have a contract now that can be unilaterally altered by any of the parties. And then if the thing gets blown up for no reason at all, then the man is just left out in the cold. And anybody can look around and see it. I don't want to hear these anecdotal single stories about how some woman got screwed in the system. The system is overwhelmingly against men. I'm not going to sit there and argue about little details here and there. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. If that's the case, then abolish the entire system and we'll all go on our way. But I'm allowed to speak in accurate generalizations, which is the system is completely and totally rigged against men, period. Has been for decades and decades and decades and decades. That's all. So now tons of the high value men, they're very hesitant to get married at all and have any kids. And tons of these high value women, when they're young, they've all been driven into this crazy shit with the YOLO and the OnlyFans and the Instagram and all this stupid narcissistic materialistic consumer shit and they've completely and totally destroyed any type of ID and family. They've denigrated that for decades and decades and decades so that women uh, believe that only being some kind of cog in the corporate machine is actually something of value and that being a wife and a mother and a caretaker, that's slave position. Okay. So now these high value women are destroyed at a very early age, and they don't get engaged, they don't get married, and then they get older, and then they hit the wall, and they get worried about wanting to have a kid because their biological clock starts going off. And then the guys are like, well, I don't think so. They know how many different decent dudes they've turned down. These women are wrecked at that point. See, they're wrecked. It's not like the guy's some great choice. I'm just saying that the way they've set the system up is to make sure that this whole thing doesn't fit together, that men don't get along with women. And now, of course, you're not even allowed to assume someone is a woman. They've destroyed all that. They've added all that crap in. See, they've added all this stuff in. <laughs> That's on top of all the crazy stuff they've done with the so-called culture and the race, where they shove all these people from all over the world in here, and then I'm supposed to sit around while they, they have a little rat on a fucking skewer, and they're cooking, and it's completely normal. Well, go do it. Uh, go do it in your country. Go do it here. I don't care, but don't tell me this is normal part of American culture. Now I'm supposed to accept it. It's not. It's not. And... As I said earlier, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that our country was a country of immigrants and that's what it's built on. And then deny the fact that the immigrants that used to come here were all from one very small area. That, in fact, all that entire group is now lumped together as white people and needs to go away. You can't have it both ways. (laughs) See, you can't. And the history of this country is just 
It's so completely different than what we're given and the structural changes that have been made on top of the massive, massive scaling up of the population makes it so that when they talk about the country and the founding and all this stupid crap and your vote mattering, all these things, they leave out everything that actually matters in that discussion. That makes it such that we don't have a culture because capitalism is not a culture, neither is consumerism, neither is loving the Constitution, people don't even know what it is, neither is loving freedom. Those are not cultures. They're not cultures. And the history we're given is completely fake. It's totally fake. The fundamental structural parameters of the Constitution are totally and completely misunderstood by people because they're taught lies about it. If you just look at the total vote, I've gone through this countless times with regards to consent. There was only about 3 million people in the entire country when the so-called Constitution was ratified. Well, half of them are women. 20% of all of them were slaves. They couldn't vote. The vast majority of men themselves, white men, couldn't vote. So the total number of people who were ever voting is a teeny, tiny, tiny amount that ever even so-called ratified it. And now we have 330 million people, and there's basically no representation. But the structural conditions that exist that they continue to talk about the same way, well, impeach this person, impeach that person, get rid of Biden— Okay, after 1800, they amended the Constitution. And from there forward, it was no longer that the person who got the second most votes becomes a vice president, which makes sense, right? That makes sense. You have an election, supposedly Biden got the most, Trump got the second most. If Biden had Trump as a vice president right now, well, the push to get some kind of impeachment might make sense, right? If you believe in any of that red versus blue nonsense, which I don't. I'm just saying that the only way to keep a check on somebody who's the president is to have their vice president have been their opponent. <laughs> now he's right there next to him, and he can look and watch and see and expose any types of shit that's going on. That's all taken away after 1800. So the vast majority of the history of this country, the entire structure makes no sense because impeachment doesn't make any sense at that point because the vice president is just the hand-picked yes man for the president. So that's no longer a check and balance. That one's gone completely. Then you had the Civil War where the people in the southern states, they voted, voted to leave. They didn't start a war. They didn't start a war. They didn't come up and try and get control of D.C., they saw that they were going to be a permanent minority in, in the system and they were going to be abused and they decided to leave. So they voted and they left. Each state individually voted, left, pulled out, and then they decided whether they wanted to join the Confederacy. That's it. It's not complicated. So if our vote means anything, they showed you right there that that's a lie. Because if that meant anything, then the Union wouldn't have started a war, gone down there, killed them all, and forced them back in. And there's absolutely no way to force people back into a Union and then call it voluntary. And if it was rebellion, which is what they call it, in order to try to justify this idea that it was never actually out of the system, well, then that just means they denied all their votes. And of course, that is what Texas v. White Supreme Court has said, that their votes were a nullity. So your vote is worthless. So when they keep talking about how sacred it is and people have died for it, it's just not true. It's just not true. And then a huge area of the history is mistaught and that all sorts of fundamental structural things occurred at the very early part of the 20th century when the international bankers and the people who run that shit were running around Europe, killing all the different monarchs, assassinating people, and then getting ready to start World War I to completely and totally eviscerate everything that was remained of that old world and start on their new system. All sorts of things happened back then. All sorts of things within about a 10-year period. First, you got the FBI early on, 
Everybody knew it was completely and totally outrageous and unconstitutional at the time, but it was justified with this little teeny tiny small this and small that, which they always do, and it had very little funding, and all they really did was go around and try to put people in jail for political dissension. That's what they did. They basically were there to round up people who spoke out politically that, that the president didn't like. That's what they did. But there were more, much more fundamental things that occurred. They took the Senate and they got a constitutional amendment so that the state representatives no longer in each state were the ones who put the senator up. They turned it into this completely fraudulent joke of a free-for-all money grab where they get elected at large in the states. Ever since then, it's completely impossible to work. You, all you have to do is look at the red versus blue maps of the counties, and you can see that the whole country is mostly red. And the conservatives in those areas have senators who suck. They're all liberal because they get so much money they can buy stuff. And all you have to do is get this 50.1% of a rigged up vote, which everybody has seen. And then they go up there. And if you control who's a red and who's a blue in the primaries and who's running, it doesn't matter because all the best you can ever do is kick somebody out and bring in the opposite guy. And they all just do the same thing because they're all totally corrupt because the system itself fundamentally supports and rewards people each one of the congressmen and senators for being as corrupt as possible because as long as they can bring stuff back to their own districts and states, then they get reelected. And that's another thing that constitutional conservatives get wrong. They talk about how they represent the American people. No, they don't. They represent a small area inside the country and as much corruption as they can bring to that little area, that's how much they'll get reelected. And anybody can look and see who gets reelected. That's why they talk about, oh, we need to have term limits. Term limits won't do shit. They won't do shit. First of all, it requires a constitutional amendment. They've been talking about it my entire life. It's never going to happen. Wouldn't fix anything anyway, because the other people who are running are just as corrupt. They want to get in there and line their own pockets. The system can never work for all the reasons I've said. But once you got rid of the state house representatives picking the senators, it was completely over. Imagine if the Senate was controlled by as much as this country is red on those maps. None of this shit would ever pass nationally. See, none of it would ever pass, but they gutted that. Another thing they did back then, the exact same time frame, is they froze the number of representatives total, 435. See, it was growing and growing and growing up to that time. Then, the very early 20th century, they froze the number at 435, even though the country has more than doubled since then, much more. I think it was around 100 million people then, now it's 330 million, soon it'll be even more. So all of your representation has been watered down. They froze it back then. People act like this is some holy number, 435. It's complete crap. If you were going to have the same amount of representation as you did when the very first Congress was convened, you'd need about 40,000 representative up there instead of the 435. And that's really being quite generous, just doing the math. That's how absurd it is. That's how watered down your vote is. So whatever your vote was ever worth, I've showed you that both the Civil War proved it's of no value whatsoever, and the math proves that it's completely been diluted out. If you had $40,000 and I was going to invest it for you, and then I returned it to you and only $435 was left, would you consider that to have been a good deal and that you still have your 40000 No. You would sue me and they'd probably throw me in prison, depending on what happened. But the politicians and the con-cons and media, the grifters, continue to tell you and talk about the vote as though it's something that matters. It doesn't matter. I just showed you right there. The math proves it. But there's more stuff that happened in that very early time frame right there in the early 20th century where they shoved a bunch of stuff in together. They also gave us the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve System was, was brought in. 
Um, they voted on it Christmas Eve. And, you know, it's the same kind of thing, the same kind of jam this legislation through in a shitty fashion. And it's totally and completely unconstitutional, but you're never going to get any challenge to it. So we got a fake money system that they then claimed, of course, was to control this and to help inflation and to try to stabilize the markets. Well, the same people who pushed for it were the same people who'd been destabilizing the market in order to create the so-called need for it. We got the Fed Reserve. We also got the income tax amendment, the 16th Amendment. Does anybody actually believe that the people in this country were clamoring in the early 20th century to make sure that the federal government got unlimited taxing authorities so they could tax them for any, every possible thing that came in without regard to anything at any rate they wanted and spend it on anything they wanted? Do you think that the people were clamoring for that? No, the 16th Amendment doesn't do anything like what they say. Nothing. Not at all. It was solving a very, very small problem that had supposedly to do with these very rich people who operated these trusts and businesses. It had nothing to do with the way it's been used and abused. And if you read the Supreme Court opinions closely, you can see because they've made it very clear that the 16th Amendment had granted no new taxing authority. Did you hear that? No new taxing authority. But look how it's used. But the point being that they put this thing in that now they claim gives them the right to tax you from any source they care to at any rate they care to. In other words, take as much money as they want from you and give it to anybody they want. You think the people demanded that for a constitutional amendment? But that's another one of the things that changed. See, that's another one of the things that changed right then. Look at those changes. Look at those changes. And after the Civil War, we got the Department of Justice. It never even existed before that. You think the people are okay with having a cadre of lawyers that run around being paid by the government to come harass people? It never existed. The country was completely fine without it. Why did we get it after the Civil War? Why? Because it was all fraud. See, it's fraud. You can't hold a voluntary union together with a war. It's not possible. Those are very fundamental changes. I could give you way, way more, but I wanted to give you some right there. Right there. Created a Department of Justice to run around and hassle people. Then they created an armed federal police force right there at the early 20th century. Then you got rid of the way the Senate was actually supposed to be constructed. After they'd already gotten rid of the way the president's supposed to be elected and have a vice president so you could impeach and get his opponent in there. Then they have an income tax. Then they give us the Federal Reserve and they freeze the total number of representatives. And then what happened right after all that stuff? What happened? We brought into World War I. And then they conscripted people in World War I. And the Supreme Court, of course, approved that. And I've showed people again and again, wrote a whole article on it, I don't know, 15 years ago or something. Shows conscription is nonsense. Absolutely no constitutional authority for the federal government to conscript people. It's idiotic. Anyone can go read the case. It's just made up. But look at all that stuff. Look what it led to. First World War, right? War to end all wars, all the lies about it, all the propaganda, all the uh, crackdown on anybody who was trying to speak the truth about that fraud. Yeah, the Lusitania was a fraud. These are all frauds. It's all fraud. I'm showing you that the government has been driving this for a long, long time. We had a very cohesive unit. It got blown apart with the Civil War, and it was never going to be able to be put back together. And so ever since then, ever since the Civil War, it's been a very, very hard fight. 
They've tried to increase immigration, which they did massively. And then they completely and totally changed the way the governmental system works. And the con-cons just simply ignore all of this because they're so scared, one, to speak out about actual uh, problems with immigration. There's huge problems with immigration. And no, this country was not built on immigrants like that. If it was built on immigrants, then immigrants are people from Northern Europe and Southern Europe. That's all it is. If we were still immigrating from those countries, would there be a problem? No, there would not be a problem. See? So this country's not built on all immigrants. It's not true. It's not a diverse country for all. It's not true. It's not a melting pot. It's not true. None of that stuff's true. Or you have to categorize the immigration that occurs now as to be completely and totally different kind of immigration. And it makes no sense because the people they're supposedly watering down, as I played you in that clip, are the white people that supposedly created this group of diverse interests. There's just no way to make sense of it all. And it's very obvious that the culture is being destroyed. They're making sure that men and women don't get along. And I'm telling you, fundamentally, structurally, the thing is nothing like you think. It's nothing like what you're told. And it's been permanently changed. And it can never, ever, ever work. I don't believe it ever could have worked as it was. The Articles of Confederation actually did work. And that's why they had to go, because they would keep the federal government in check. But they got rid of that right away. See, they got rid of that right away. It lasted about 12 years, and then they snowed everybody. And now that's just completely ignored. All that stuff's totally ignored. But you can see how it kind of all fits together, and the idea that it's going to somehow change, that's not true. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. That's all. And now that they've got this virtual electronic media control locked down so you can't speak about anything without being shut down, well, it's, how's it going to get fixed? How's it going to fix? Probably not, you know. So, so there you go. That's what I wanted to say. I wanted to bring that up because I haven't done a show like that in quite a while. And uh, I think it's important to remember that because we're up against this propaganda system that just bombards people night and day for decades and decades and decades all the time. And a lot of these ideas, they need to be repeated. So they need to be repeated again and again. People need to hear it, understand it, remember it because they forget it because you're bombarded all the time with total bullshit. (laughs) That's what it works. That's what happens. So, well, I'm still on Twitter. If you want to follow me, I'm legal man at U.S. Crime Review. I had to dump law review about eight months ago, six, eight months ago, because I was literally about to get banned. And I'm just not going to get banned from Twitter over this. I'm not going to because I like Twitter. I enjoy the people who are on there. It's funny. It's a good source of uh, entertainment for me and a good place to get news, period. So I'm not going to get banned over there. So I'm not going to fight the good fight and get banned. I'm not going to do any of that. That's just made up shit. So I'm not falling into that. If you want to follow me, you can. I want to thank the people in Patreon. They have a lot of integrity. I really appreciate it. I know they get a lot of extra shows. They have access to the library. But they know that I've taught them a huge amount of stuff. Stuff that they're never, ever, ever going to be able to find on their own. Put the pieces together. It's not possible. People don't have time. They don't have the expertise. They don't have the training. They don't do what I've done. That's all. And, you know, they understand that what I tell people, it's, it's valuable. It's valuable. And so they kick skin in the game, and I appreciate that. Like I said, it really shows a lot of integrity. Thank you. I really do appreciate you guys. And as far as the movie, The Jones Plantation, I play Mr. Jones. It's a story by Larkin Rose. I think it's going to be great. It's an allegory about going from chattel to debt slavery. It's going to come out, I'm thinking, early April from talking to Andrew. I know it keeps getting pushed and pushed, but really it's not taking that long in light of what regular movies take, and especially in light of our budget. And it got played down at an Arcapulco, and apparently people really liked it. So that's great news. That's great news. I hope people support that movie. Buy it, rent it, 
give it to other people, make it make a bunch of money, spread the word when it comes out. And because if it makes a lot of money, even if it just makes some money, <laughs> then we'll be able to make more movies and it'll get the attention. And movies are a great way to reach people. A lot of people won't listen to a podcast. Like, oh, fuck that guy. I heard something. Then they really never heard it. But, oh, fuck him. He's a, okay, that's fine. But movies, uh, you know, a lot of people will watch a movie. So I hope people support that thing when it comes out. I hope they like it, too. I'll be interested to hear what they think about the way I played Mr. Jones. <laughs> uh, and beyond that, I don't know if there's anything else to say. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Great show. Thanks so much. I get to check your shirt on the way out. More quash. More quash. Legal Man.